Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) Kirsten, it's so good to talk to you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for saying yes to this. Oh, my gosh. I'm honored. I'm so honored. You are like, you feed my soul every day. So I'm really happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. I'm honored. So before we dive into this conversation, I would love for you to let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. I am Kirsten Corley Bennett. I am from Chicago. Currently, I'm a full-time stay-at-home mother. I'm serving in ministry, and I really just am fully engulfed in raising my kids right now. That's where I'm at, and we're based in Chicago. I was born in Houston, raised here, and I feel like I've lived so many lives, but Mm. where I'm at currently is just recently married, and I have two young children. One is four, and one is eight months, and so they're my world. (laughs) Mm, That is so great. So I wanted to talk with you about mothering, and about your self-care practices within mothering, especially, I think this is a perfect time to talk about this while we're quarantined and we can't do anything much with the kids. So how has it been? How has your life transformed since becoming a mother of two? And what has the difference been between raising your four-year-old and this new baby that you guys have? Oh, wow. A loaded question. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Start off. <laughs> That's fine. Wow. So how has my life transformed since becoming a mother? I mean, in every single possible way. When I first had Kinsley, I was 20, I was 24. And I mean, it was just like, I just remember when I was pregnant and feeling like this fantastical, like, oh, I'm going to have a baby soon. And I just really, I had seen other people with little children, but I really didn't know what to expect. And when I had that baby, like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks in the best way but also I my life just felt like it was like pulled from under my feet you know mm-hmm. like everything all of my freedom and all of that went out the window and it was really hard for me actually with when Kenzie was born I didn't realize it until probably like a year after but I deeply depressed and I had postpartum depression I loved raising her though like I was so hands-on with her and I was the main person that watched her and so that was really rewarding. And I breastfed her for 18 months. And so we just have an amazing bond. But my life was transformed in the sense that I had to just be home and be still with myself and kind of just like heal and go through a lot of different things and emotions that I didn't really ever have to deal with just from like being busy and doing whatever I needed to do at the time. And so it transformed me. It taught me patience. It taught me love in a Mm -hmm. real, real authentic way. It taught me, you know, that I had a lot of things I needed to heal from at the same time because I didn't want to, you know, repeat certain um, parenting styles and just things that were taught to me. I didn't want to repeat those things. So it just taught me how to work on myself in a really transformative and my inner self way because I think before then I was very, I was always just like thin and kind of like, I was very shallow in the sense of like my outer appearance was just what I was kind of relying on in a sense, if that makes any sense at all. And so when I had that big transformation with my body, that was really hard for me. 
I wasn't used to just having a different type of body. My body went through so many different changes and that really taught me how to love myself also and just be confident in my body and just love myself from a standpoint of like, I just had a baby and I'm watching my body go back to how it was, but never, it's never going to be back how it was again. But it really just watching that trend. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that transformation is amazing to me. So I just felt like a warrior. I felt undefeatable. Like I was like, I could do anything now. It's so many different emotions, but it was just transformative completely from the inside out with Kensley. So that was like, that was a big thing with Kensley was learning just everything about how motherhood is just different. But then with Marley, which is my eight month old, I just had her, um, I, I was pregnant with her. I got married that year, last year. And I had her probably, I don't know how many months after we got married, but there was so much that happened in our lives last year. Yeah. And then I had her and what I vowed with Marley was just like, I'm going to get help. <laughs> like, I'm going to ask for help. I'm not going to try to do this all by myself. And so with her, it this quarantine has definitely been a blessing because I think with her, I've had help from the beginning so that when this quarantine actually started, it forced me to be with her in the way that I really was with Kensley and sit down and just like watch her grow. And so it's really humbled me and blessed me because I feel like when I was pregnant and I had so many celebratory things, I feel like I couldn't fully celebrate because I was just like tired. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oops, 2020 is my year. Like I'm about to travel, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that. And guys said, no, <laughs> you're about to <laughs> And it's been such a blessing. I mean, it's been amazing just being with these last three months. I feel like she's literally started crawling after quarantine started until now she's just like all over the place. And it's amazing. I mean, there's a huge difference in each child, but I could go on and on about that. But I just think that my biggest transformation was definitely with Kensley. And even now, like, I just feel like I'm wiser and like learning different techniques on how to like mother my children that are healthy. And I don't remember the other questions you asked. You asked that question. And then there were a couple other ones. So I actually want to circle back because I think this can kind of loop in with the whole self-care thing. You mentioned, you know, learning how to love yourself after your shift in your body. I mean, our bodies go through major changes and so many of us struggle with like this pressure to quote unquote snap back and to be, you know, just as snatched and fierce and whatever people say on the internet after having a baby. And I think that you being able to say that and be vulnerable in, in that and saying, I had to learn how to love myself over again, essentially. What did that teach you about your self-care? practice and how you had to really like love on yourself during that time of transformation and acceptance honestly like it definitely was bad before it got good in the sense of like me just dealing with the changes of my body and all of those things like it caused a lot of just strife around me like in my household in my relationship at that time like it was just toxic I was very like insecure and you know what it really taught me was that I had to love myself first 
And I also was just like, I was completely, I grew up in the church, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like liturgical dance and a choir and all the things. And during my adult life, I kind of strayed from that. And it really, it brought me back to my faith in the sense of, and that's like where I'm rooted in. So Mm -hmm. I think that is what taught me to be secure. I can be secure in my body, but it's definitely not a physical thing. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely fell into the whole snapback, wanting to feel like I wanted to be snatched after I had Tensely. But mm-hmm. once I realized that my body was never going to be the same way again, it just taught me like, okay, me eating right isn't necessarily for a result. It's for me to feel good. It's me working out isn't necessarily so I can have this number on the scale, but it's more so that my mind can be in a space where I'm taking time to just take a break in my mind and exercise because it's what's good for my body and it's what feeds my body and it ultimately makes me feel good. Like I'm an athlete and so I've always worked out and I think I was so stagnant during that year of just being at home with the baby and having to do all like just being tired and everything. So it really taught me that I have to carve out space for myself or else I'm just like, I'm empty when it comes to like giving to others. Like I have nothing to offer. Like Mm -hmm. I have to carve out space to love myself, whether it's working out, whether it's eating right, whether it's reading, whether it's connecting with God. And that is what fills me up so that I can like outpour from that into my child at the time, which was just Kensley, and then whatever other relationships I had going on. Yeah, that's what it really taught me. I think that's amazing. And I also love that with Marley, you said that you asked for help. So you were able to identify what you needed with Kensley through this birthing experience with Marley. And I feel like having kids is a rebirth for the mother. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many kids you have, like you will be born again. <laughs> Each time is different <laughs> and you will learn to name your needs in these new ways. So asking for help is so pivotal. It really is. I want to talk about your faith. You stand okay. on faith. You are in ministry. And I really am interested in knowing how you lean on your faith through times that are trying through those moments of maybe low self-esteem, which we all have as women and mothers, and through those just the trials and tribulations that we walk through as humans. How do you lean on your faith? I really have to, like, in the morning, or it helps if it's earlier in the day, just for the day to go well. It doesn't always ensure that my day is going to be perfect, but for me, like, it's taking that moment in the morning to just have a grateful heart and say, mm. thank you that I'm living, that my that my kids are healthy, that my husband is healthy, that I'm healthy, and just really giving thanks and then just feeding myself, whether it be with the word or giving worship. All of those things put my heart in a, just a posture of gratitude and thankfulness, and mm. that cancels out everything else, I feel like, that makes me feel down during this time. I mean, my emotions have been so up and down every day, regardless of how much of the Bible I'm reading. And I'm thankful that my emotions are fleeting. Like I'll, I'll be upset at night and I'll wake up and it's just like a fresh slate. Leaning into my faith right now is really just trusting that not, I have no idea like what the trajectory is of this, but I feel safe and secure knowing that God is going to work it out. And you know, I recently just joined the leadership team of a good friend of mine, Natalie, right? She has this organization called Club Worthy, which is a safe space for women to be encouraged by others and be supported by others. And I recently started leading a prayer call and that has increased my faith on like a different level, just interceding for others through prayer. I didn't really imagine how much that could have increased my faith. But every time I get off a prayer call of leading one of those, I feel so encouraged. And so, I mean, I would say that it's okay if you're not 
happy and you're not always feeling like the most thankful or the most positive. But I think it's just knowing, just resting in the fact of knowing that deep down you have a source that is providing. You don't know how you're like not getting the virus or whatever is happening, but it's really just trusting that I'm not going to walk through this with fear. I'm not going to not be able to go outside because we live in a condominium downtown. Mm So a part of that is like, in the beginning, it was really hard for us to figure out how could we still get Kensley outside and do things so that we were taking care of our mental health. And Mm -hmm. for me and my and Kensley, we have to go outside. Like if we don't go outside for weeks or days at a time, like it affects us. And so really just not living in fear, like saying, okay, we're going to protect ourselves. We're going to wash our hands. We're going to do this, but we're not going to walk around carrying the fear that I feel like the media tries to instill in us. And so leading into my faith has been pivotal. I've been getting deeper, I feel like, and deeper and just reading. And whenever I open the book, I just feel comforted and I feel encouraged. And that has been so important to me. Yeah. And just being a part of also to piggyback on that, being a part of a community with other believers, women that can encourage me in Christ or women that I could go to and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Like I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed from housework, this, that, and the third. For them to affirm that and then say, it's okay. I'm going through the same thing, but here is how, how can I be praying for you? Like that is Mm -hmm. also so big and it matters. And it seems like something so small, but I encourage anybody else. Like I've been trying to do that, just reaching out to my friends who I haven't seen in a long time. And even though I'm not always trying to like FaceTime somebody, just reaching out to someone and be like, hey, like, how can I pray for you right now? And Mm -hmm. being of service to others and knowing that other women are praying for me, like it just, it solidifies it. And it really just, yeah, it encourages me and keeps me as good of a space as I need to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally do. And it's so interesting that you said community because that was going to be my next question. What are you learning about community through your faith and through the folks that you are in sisterhood even that you're able to lean on? And what are you learning about community when it comes to mothering not only your children, but also yourself? Because in a way, we have to self-mother in order to mother our kids. And that's something I've been really leaning deeper Mm. into, grow in motherhood and raise my children. So I wanted to ask you Yeah. Firstly, I'm going to answer the one about mothering myself before I talk about community with other mothers. Mm -hmm. But I've recently just gotten back into therapy and I was doing therapy before, but I wasn't crazy about my therapist. So that's just besides the point. So I decided I got a referral from somebody, started doing like a FaceTime situation, Zoom therapy. And I really have been trying to like just deal with a lot of relationship dynamics that I have from when I was a child. And Mm -hmm. I've realized that I've suppressed so many memories of from my childhood that like my sister has perfect memories of our childhood. And I don't know why, for some reason, I don't. Like I just don't remember a lot of things. My parents were divorced when I was younger. And I mean, it wasn't the most dysfunctional family you could possibly be in, but it was still, it had dysfunction. And for me right now in this season, mothering myself looks like unpacking all of the like dysfunction and the trauma that I carried for me since I was a child and trying to understand why I suppress the memories that I suppress and how I can just have better relationships with my mother and my dad. I have relationships with both of them, but they could be better. Mm -hmm. They could be more transparent and they could be, I feel like I hold a little bit of resentment um, for whatever reason. But for me, I just want to like really work on my relationships 
with my parents because I want my relationship with my child to be a completely open one. And I don't want to carry anything into that that's going to repeat itself from because of me, because mm-hmm. I didn't work on it. Mm. So mothering myself right now looks really a lot like me working on my mental health and working on my relationships. Mm -hmm. That's been something that this quarantine has taught me too. I mean, beyond that, that it's just forced me to confront it. You know what I mean? Like there's nowhere to go. (laughs) I have to confront that. But then on the other sense of community with mothers, I have such an amazing group of friends. Like from the beginning, that was what I felt like before my faith, I even came into the picture, my community of mother saved me because I was just feeling so alone. Like everything that I was going through, it was only me going through those things. And when I started to talk to other people who weren't married or they were married too, like just learning that they go through the same thing with whether it be with their partner, whether it be just, you know, feeling fatigued or feeling insecure or feeling like, you know, they're not enough or that they're tired or they're not doing a good enough job. Like Mm. just being able to vent with no filter to other moms who have young children and sharing burdens, essentially, like that is what really saved me. And those friends are still I'm very close with today. And that's just like huge. Like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have other mom friends. I could just talk to you about (laughs) everything that's going on, you know, like anything and everything. So it's really important. So as we wrap up, I definitely want to ask you, what would you tell your younger self? How would you hold space for her? And how would you comfort her? Whew, my Sorry. younger self, like how old are we talking, right? Like how old are we talking? Wherever you want to start age-wise. I like to ask this question because it helps us like kind of lean into how we need to love ourselves a little bit deeper and better, especially as we nurture like just our mental health, our relationships. Yeah all of that stuff? I would tell my younger self that purpose is not some big idea that's out there that is unattainable that you have to go finding. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is literally right in front of you. And God aligns every single person in your life in those relationships and those experiences to be your purpose so that you walk through those things. And it's just doing the next right thing. Like, I just would want to tell her that you don't have to go searching for something that you feel like is unattainable. If your purpose is right in front of you, you're right where you're supposed to be. And if you keep just doing what you're called to do and what you feel like is the right thing, you're going to land on your calling and you're going to live out your purpose and your destiny. And that's what I would tell her. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.